Hello and welcome to the Static Traveller with me, James. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Static Traveller podcast, the podcast where I speak to travellers of the past and the present from around the globe, and I let them tell you in their own words about their adventures through this amazing world. So today's guests are travel couple The Wandering Bears, so we have Robbie and CJ. Now the two of them, they're currently touring in the US uh, and they find themselves in Kansas City. Robbie, CJ, are you guys there? Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yep, we're here. Perfect. So, um, as I say, you guys are, right now, you are out touring. Uh, you are going through, I think it's the, the lower states, is that correct? Yes, we just came from the west coast and we are working our way back east. Brilliant. So, why don't you introduce yourselves to the, the, everyone that's listening uh, and then we can we can take it from there. Sounds good. Hey everybody, I'm CJ. And I'm Robbie. And we travel with our 11-year-old puppy named Rags throughout the continental U.S. in a pop-up camper and a minivan. When we're not traveling or stationary in our pop-up, we're usually staying night to night in our van. But we just we just got back from the West Coast in San Diego, California. We did a trip from Tennessee all the way across in about a week and a half to two weeks. And we pretty much live night to night in our van. We stay in the National Forest Lands, uh, parking lots in Walmart, just anywhere that, you know, is welcome, welcoming to to travelers. See, I think that's brilliant, you know, that you're, you're traveling across America, but you're doing it in, in a pop-up. So originally when, you know, when we first started speaking about you guys coming on the podcast, I couldn't get it what a pop-up was, um, but I think we've, we've got a different name for them in Scotland, uh, or in the UK anyway, and I can't remember what that name is, but uh, a caravanette, sorry, that's what we call it, the caravanette that, you know, it's like a half caravan, half tent kind of thing, that's right, isn't it? That's what you guys are, are travelling in just now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of people call them a tent trailer. I find that, that quite fascinating. So, each night when you are putting that up, does it take long to, to build? Well, if we're putting the pop-up up, we're usually stationary for about two weeks in the National Forest Land in the American Wilderness. Otherwise, we have converted our minivan to have a bed in it for night-to-night sleeping. The pop-up really isn't ideal if you're, if you're setting it up every night because it does take about an hour to get everything set up because you you know, we have to collapse everything down that we own any time that we move. So because, you know, the, the ceiling closes down on top of it, so we have to put everything on the floor. So it's not, not really ideal for, you know, day-to-day, but, you know, it's it's definitely a more economical way that you can afford to do this and not have to spend thousands of dollars on a brand-new camper. I mean, whenever we bought the pop-up, we bought it for $1,000. We had to put another 1500 into it. And, you know, it's just, it was a way that we could do it in a shorter amount of time without having to go a year before we could do this. You know, it, it has its advantages and its yeah. disadvantages. You know, when I'm, we don't have an air conditioner, you know, and we're in the elements being with the canvas siding. So... I mean, we, we kind of travel with the weather. You know, we don't want to stay anywhere super hot, you know, in the 90, 100 degree weather. Yeah. What you're saying there about the, the traveling and why you chose a pop-up over uh, a camper van, was it purely down to budget or is it just, you know, preference or was that part of your goals is just to get traveling as soon as possible? started out as preference. That's what we thought we wanted to travel in. Um, budget did play a part into that, and then after we've done it for, we've been full-time for probably about eight months now, and we've just decided that 
we like the idea of everything being self-contained and not having to collapse it down, which is why we're now looking at a school bus. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been watching you guys for the last, you know, couple of months, um, you know, since we started speaking, you know, about, about coming on the podcast. And I've got to say, Robbie, you have put some amount of work into that pop-up. I mean, I've been watching the videos of you renovating it, and then I think I was I was really laughing about the one what was it with the the worktop, how you put it in and then CJ had changed their mind about it and then <laughs> you had to put it back out. Um, so it must be quite testing as well. Is it something that you have you got trade in that kind of thing or are you just you know learning as you go? I don't have any. Neither one of us have any real real training. Um, me and me and Chris, me and CJ, we actually spent probably about a year building furniture. So we have some wood woodcraft skills, but I mean nothing that's you know professional. I mean that that played a big role in you know into help of being able to do it. Pretty much everything that's on there, I mean we've done ourselves. You know we do have, you know my father-in-law. He's a he's a cabinet ma- he's a master cabinet maker. So I mean that. That gives us a good information source whenever we run into an issue that we can't solve on our own. Which is really handy, I suppose. You know, you've got master cabinet maker, electrician. That's pretty much a, a caravan, isn't it? Other than, you know, like your seals and that kind of thing for the windows and that kind of... But that's pretty much your, your basics, isn't it? The wood you're built around, you know, for your cooker and that kind of thing... Do you have like a cooker in it? Is that all self? Or is that or is it propane? You use like tanks. We actually pulled the stove and the sink that was in the pop up out and in the small counter space, and so we cook outside on a propane stove. And that's actually that's not the only reason that we decided to pull it out. Um, a big factor in the reason that we don't cook inside and we don't have any kind of water source that's connected to the pop-up is that we want to be able to be totally off-grid and if we have to keep on refilling water and if we have to we have to keep connected to you know land power that really limits us to where we can stay and with us having completely solar and we have all of our water separate it really gives us a lot of freedom to be able to stay where we want to and, you know, stay where people wouldn't be able to normally stay. So that was one of my next questions about, you know, your power and stuff like that. So do you use not, do you use not run generators or use completely solar? Yeah, we are completely solar. We have two 100-watt solar panels from Solar Zero. Um, and then we also have a Yeti 1000. Oh, sorry, CJ, I didn't quite catch that. Oh, okay. Um, we have two 100 panels from Gold Zero, and then we have a Yeti 1000 from Gold Zero that's our, all of our battery source. All right, okay. So is that like, um, does that store constantly for you guys? So even when you're not using it, it's building up some some charge that you can use when you do come to a stop? Yes, because the biggest thing is we had to have some type of solar panel um, or solar power because Robbie uses a, a CPAP machine at night for sleeping. He's got severe sleep apnea. So we had to have a way to have power, and that was just the most efficient way. So in terms of traveling, you know, what got you guys into to the traveling? What made you decide to, to go full time? Well, we had started out, we owned a house. We owned a 1,400-square-foot house, and we just weren't happy. We wanted to see things. We wanted to do more stuff. And so we got to talking about it and then COVID-19 happened and Robbie got laid off from his job because of it. And we decided it was just the timing was right and it was just time to go. We got to the point where I hear a lot of people say, you know, do you pay your mortgage or or, do you work to pay your bills? Do you work to pay your bills or do your bills work for you? And we got tired of having to constantly pay all the bills. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was almost just like, you know, you, you work your life away and you never get to enjoy anything. So, I mean, it's definitely not the traditional lifestyle. And, you know, we've had our, 
we've had our arguments with the parents and, you know, they think, you know, we're crazy, but, you know, it's one of those, it, it works for us. And, you know, my, my dad passed away whenever he was young. So he didn't get to, you know, do much traveling outside of, you know, he was in the military. So he did a lot of traveling on the sea. But I don't know, we, we wanted to be able to look back and, you know, not say what if we did, you know, what if. So how, how were your parents in regards to, you know, your decision to, to pack up and leave and travel? Were they supportive or, you know, did you get a lot of, of pushback from them? We got a lot of pushback in the beginning. And then as we started doing it, they've started to come around and realize that we can do this and that it is something we enjoy doing and that we want to do. But in the beginning, I don't think any of the parents were on board. Um, they, which, you know, right, you know, on, on me, it's just my mom. Uh, she was apprehensive. But, I mean, for the most part, anytime someone would ask us a question, you know, what if, you know, what if this, what if that? I mean, for the most part, you know, we had an answer for everything, you know, I, uh, one thing about me is I'm very I'm very planned out and I have I have a set goal in the future and you know where I want to end up and I'm not just going to go jump into something and you know jeopardize our entire future. You know you're speaking about you being laid off at the start of of COVID there, Robbie, which again is is you know it's it's very unfortunate, but you know given the current circumstances, it's impacted a lot of people. You know, it's not my stuff. It has impacted, you know, millions of people across the world. So now that you guys are full-time travelers, how do you support yourselves throughout travel? A lot of what we do is called work camping. Well, we'll find somewhere where we can work. Um, and basically you stay on their property and you work for them and they'll pay you. And then I also sell, uh, sell it's called Color Street Nails. And that's pretty much how we fund all of our travels. Right now, we're actually on our way to Illinois, and we're going to be staying on a 200-acre farm with a couple, and we'll be staying there. They'll feed us. We have, you know, a place to put our camper, so we'll work there day-to-day, and, you know, as far as saving up money, you know, I can, there's always, you know, work to be done. You know, you just have to be willing to do the work, but I mean, you know, like farm work there's a lot of it out there just not a lot of people want to do it so what kind of work will you do when you just get to Illinois what you know because that that to me is quite interesting you know the fact that you travel work set up for a while and then move on you know it's not something that you know you tend to hear with with people that are traveling via you know camper vans or pop-ups that kind of thing yeah so some of the stuff I know we'll be doing is herding sheep helping take care of the land um, I will help canning in the kitchen and getting them ready for winter and just pretty much anything that they need help with day to day that they don't have time to do. We're kind of like just their backup hands. So in, in terms of, you know, traveling full time, what reservations did you guy have, guys have before you kicked off and, you know, you left? I was extremely nervous but excited. I think my biggest fear was how we were going to make income because I didn't know about work camping at the time. And ever since we figured that out, I've kind of just learned to go with the flow. Yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I think our parents, they, you know, they wonder, you know, how we're going to make an income. But, you know, it'll get her worrying. And, you know, I'll have to remind her, you know, look at all the bills that they have. And for us to just break even, I think we have to make like four to $500 a month. And that's just to pay all of our essential bills. I mean, whenever you look at it in the wide scheme of things, I mean, that's that's not a lot of money. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, it's not, you know, compared to a mortgage payment and, and you know, and everything that goes along with that, you know, that, that really isn't a lot when you think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, when we had our house, our bills were probably about 2500 to $3,000 a month. And going down to five hundred dollars a month has been amazing. I mean, it's it's definitely given us a lot of freedom 
that you know we didn't have and never thought we would ever have. Yeah. So have you guys got like a set agenda that you are, are looking to carry out? Or you've got a set time scale that you are looking to be traveling? Yes, our goal is to visit all of the lower 48 states and then we will hit Hawaii and Alaska on a cruise, hopefully when COVID has eased up. But our goal is to do that within the next five years. That's awesome. And do you plan on, you know, traveling outside of the U.S.? Yeah, we would definitely love to. You know, we definitely have some places on our bucket list. Like her, her side of the family is from Austria. And in Scotland. So, I mean, that's definitely something on our agenda. And, you know, there's places that I want to see, you know, like we would love to go to Australia, Ireland, and actually places like Tokyo as well. But it's, it's extremely difficult, you know, living, living this lifestyle. I think that's the international, you know, maybe, maybe one day it'll pick up to where, you know, we can afford it. But it's kind of difficult, you know, because we're basically on a micro budget. I mean, it's pretty much what it comes down to. We get to <clears throat> explore the U.S. and the country by living on a micro budget. And, you know, some people it's not worth it. But, I mean, what what better way to spend your life than to, than to get to see the country and, you know, what, what God created for us? Yeah. And what about, you know, Canada? So Canada's close by. As well as, um, you know, you look, you've got Mexico on your border. Is that places you're looking at branching to as well, eventually? We're, we're definitely looking at branching to Canada. Um, we were actually right down on the border of, down in the Tijuana, Mexico, last week. And we almost crossed over, but we just ultimately decided not to with everything that was going on with COVID. Um, and... I mean, and it's it's extremely hot in, down in Mexico where we were going to be crossing over. So, but yeah, Canada is definitely definitely on our radar within probably the next year. We definitely want to hit it. I'm, we're just not sure when. It's going to kind of depend on how this how this uh, work camping job is going to go up in Illinois. It's going to depend on how long we're going to be there. I think we're kind of looking to be there for around anywhere from three to six months and kind of ride out the winter because we try to position ourselves, you know, in the right geological location for the elements, you know, since we are in a canvas, you know, we're, we're not hard sided. So we don't want to be somewhere like Colorado where they'll get, you know, feet of, you know, several feet of snow over the course of, you know, a month. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of, of, of making that step and, and starting the traveling, what would you recommend or how would you, you know, encourage people to actually make that step and, and to, you know, people that are kind of swithering the now, whether they, you know, pack it all up and go full time, but are maybe just that little bit hesitant, how would you, how would you position it to them? It's, it's just a leap. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's just a leap of faith. We we struggled with it for probably a good four or five months of, you know, is it the right time? I mean, in, in all reality, it's never the right time, you know, because it's a, it's a complete change of, you know, what everyone considers the normal. Lifestyle, you know, it's completely different. You're in a very confined space, but... I don't think we would change it for anything. You know, we've been doing this for eight months now and we've grown closer as a couple. We've grown as individuals and you get to see stuff that other people will never get to see. You get to tell a story that other people won't get to tell and it's worth every second of it. What kind of stuff have you seen then, you know, that, that people haven't or won't see that you think you know what's what's these moments well i think i think our first example should be was our first place that we went because traveling the way we are it's not 
it's not always we're travel, travel, travel. There's a lot of times where, you know, we're stationary because we have to make an income. You know, we have to save up, you know, to get through the, the you know, month or two spread that we have that we're traveling, which is what we're on right now. Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been on the road since the 15th or yeah 15th of last month and you know we've made the trek we've went about 4,000 miles and our first night out we were in a small town called Silverthorne Colorado and where we were at we were completely isolated we were about an hour from the closest town and we had no cell service. I mean, we didn't have anything. The, the only thing we had is, we, you know, what we brought in. And, you know, our campsite, you know, we had a perfect view of the Rockies. And not a lot of people can say that they woke up every morning to the sun rising over top of the Rocky Mountains. And they are absolutely beautiful and fantastic. And they are a sight to be held. You know, in June, I got to touch snow in the Rocky Mountains, and that's not normal. You know, a lot of people, snow is for the wintertime, not in the middle of June. But we went up to the top of the Rocky Mountains, and it was beautiful, the sights you get to see. And you really get to see God's work and, you know, what he has created. That's definitely one of the things about America, because you have every type of weather across all of your states and that with or what's different from you know other type of traveling you know that people would go around the world to different countries with america you know you can do it from your car and you decide where you want to go if you're traveling you know country to country you're very reliant on you know, planes, public transport, renting motorcycles, that kind of thing. Once you're in America and you've got your own car, you decide where you're going and and really there's there's no end to what you can do within the States. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's amazing because once you start this journey, because we call it our never-ending adventure, but once you start this journey, you really decide how it how it works out. You decide your story and what stories you want to tell one day. One of our stories is that we want to hit all of the national parks. And so we've hit, I think, three so far in the last month. No, we've hit four. And it's just... And how many are there in total? Yeah, I want to say there's 59 of them, and they're across the entire U.S. 59 in total. Yeah, it's it's something around that number. Okay, with you traveling around and you you're you know you're meeting um different locations, you're doing farm work, you know, as you're saying, you must be meeting a lot of other people that are doing the same thing. Yeah, the first night we were on the road, we spent the night in Colorado at a Walmart parking lot and met a wonderful woman named Diane who was traveling the country in her car just to say she's done it. And then when we made it to our first campsite, there was a couple that was a couple campsites down from us that were local to Colorado that were able to give us all kinds of advice on where to stay and what to do. And you really do meet some genuine, genuinely nice people when you're on the road because they're just like you. You know, you, you hear all, you hear all of these all of these negative things that you know how people are becoming. You know, our our first our first trip, you know, along with meeting the locals, we met another another couple. They'd been married for I think thirty or forty years. Uh, well, I think his name was George. Yep. And after talking with them for probably 10 to 15 minutes, and, you know, this is still with COVID going on, you know, people should be skeptical of other people. And But after 10 to 15 minutes of talking, you know, they invited us to dinner, and then they invi- actually invited us to go up to about an hour and a half north of where we were for the following weekend. 
and they offered to take us out on their fishing boat because you know i'm i'm a definitely i'm I'm a fisher i enjoy outdoors and everything that comes with it and you know i'm relatively new to you need to get to scotland and oh yeah what uh one of these days we're getting there (laughs) you need to try and come and uh, look for nessie uh, he's a little big for me, <laughs> but it's, it's, but this whole, I mean, this journey so far is definitely, you know, renewed our spirits just in how people are, you know, you, you get so caught up in the day to day, you know, media and running, you know, in the city life, you know, you just, you really forget to sit back and take in the views, you know, of, of, you know, how we were meant to be, you know, we weren't meant to live, you know, in a city arms, you know, arm to arm with someone, you know, we were, we were meant to be, you know, hunter gatherers, you know, we, we just, this, I feel like where we're at in society today, it's definitely not where we were meant to be. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see where where you're coming from there. Um, it makes you know sense that human nature suggests that we want to you know you want to see more. We don't want to be stagnant, um, and that's why I think we all have that wee bit inside that you know when we find something new or interesting, we've got to push it to the to the limit to see what it's gonna what it's gonna bring us. Um, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But it's just, you know, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, there, there's nothing better. And, you know, we're, we definitely can't wait to see, you know, where our, where our next travels, travels take us. Because right now we're kind of, kind of towards the end of, of this, of this trip. You know, but we've we've seen a lot of things over the past month that you know if if you didn't do you know if you didn't live this lifestyle, you know we've probably seen the amount someone has someone would work in a nine to five job or you know even a part time job being stationary would see in probably five to ten years. I mean we've we've traveled clear across the country. We've seen. Stuff like the Grand Canyon, the Petrified Forest, you know, kind of put into perspective, you know, we spent one day on the beach out in San Diego, and that same day we were back in the desert. It's just, that's what I say about America, that it's so limitless because, like I say, each of of your states is so different. You know, you really have every type of weather. And that's why, I don't know if that's why they maybe call it the land of dreams, you know what I mean? Because anything you think of, America will have. Yes, I mean, it definitely, we're definitely fortunate, you know, about, you know, where we live. You know, every every place has their pros and their cons. I mean, for the most part, I feel like, you know, living in America definitely has a whole lot more pros than it does cons. And, you know, I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything, but, you know, but there's definitely, there's definitely negative where there's positive. Yeah. And and that's the same with everything, you know, and, and you're always, you're always going to get that. So outside the traveling, all right, what, what other passions do you guys have? I enjoy doing any and all types of crafts and artwork. Um, I love to crochet and knit and sew. So I like to make a lot of our clothing because they last longer. And as far as me, you know, I, I enjoy fishing. And I'm, I'm, an avid, I'm an avid motor motorcyclist. I love motorcycles, Harley Davidsons, you know, to be particular. And you know, we we both enjoy woodworking. Which 
you know, that's that's one negative about this lifestyle is, you know, you don't you can't do the amount of woodworking that we did, you know, being stationary and then, you know, in a house to where we can have a shed to to build things. So I mean there's definitely, you know, give and take with what we can do. Absolutely. Um so there is a couple of questions that I do like to ask guests of the show just straight out. Okay, and as you say, you've listened to a couple of the episodes, so you'll you'll probably know what these questions are already. Um, so everyone, especially doing the type of travelling that you guys are, you must have one moment so far that's been you know absolutely breathtaking. Yes, it was waking up and watching the sunrise over the Rocky Mountains for the first time. It truly made us stop and go, this is the life that we want. And what about you, Robbie? I would say walking up to the ledge of the Grand Canyon would, I mean, there's there's nothing more grand, you know, than, than the Grand Canyon. You know, n- not to sound cheesy, but, you know, you walk up and it's 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 one of the probably one of the last things that is still untouched you know in america you know aside from probably you know like the big stuff like petrified forests the rocky mountains but you walk up and i mean it is just there's so much to see at your first look that i mean you, you just it's almost to the point to where you can't ingest it Yeah, I mean, it's somewhere that's on my bucket list anyway. Um, somewhere that I've not been before. And my sister's been, she done a, a helicopter tour of it. Yeah, um, we, we we were looking at it, but we kind of figured with, with COVID going on, it's probably not a, not a good time to be in a confined space with other people. Um, so going from most breathtaking moment, there must be some scary moments that you've had as well. That is more along the lines of an exploited terrifying. But I don't know. There's moments when you just question everything. You know, as you question, is this the right decision? Did we make a mistake? You know, and then you see moments that are breathtaking and they remind you why you wanted to do this. Yeah, I mean, doing this definitely has to doing this. You definitely have to take the good with the bad and you really have to get better at problem solving. And, you know, just over the last eight months, so six to eight months that we've been doing this, that's one thing that we've gotten really well at is, you know, if we have an issue, you know, what's the fast, what's the fastest and most efficient way to fix that issue? Um, I mean, but every, every day, you know, is a struggle, but, you you have every day during those struggles, you have the moments that are just in awe and, you know, it really makes you realize why you decided to leave your old life behind you and, you know, go, you know, go on this new, this new life and how big of an adventure it actually is. So you've had all these different types of adventures. You've met all these people. What is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you guys on the road? Weirdest moment, you know, we were staying at a truck stop. And Robbie had gone inside to go to the bathroom. And I looked outside and there was this guy just standing there staring. And it was kind of creepy. You know, that's something that you have to take into account is your security and your safety. Because you don't know everybody that you've met, you know, or everybody that's going to come along. You don't get to meet them and get to know them. So staying at truck stops and parking lots on our travels to and from places, it can get kind of weird sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're always going to encounter... Different types of strangers, like you say, you know, you'll meet people that are welcoming and really nice, and then you're going to meet people that are, are 
what what we call in Scotland roasters. I like that word. <laughs> you can take that one with you. There you go. You can take that across America with you. Um, so anytime, anytime you meet a weirdo, you can just call him a roaster and say that was James that gave me that. That's good. So with with the you know the weird, the breathtaking, and the scary moments, have you got any travel regrets? Anything that you've maybe done? That you, or anything that you've maybe passed or wish you had stopped at or just somewhere you wish you had been but you haven't yet? Um, ab- absolutely not. I mean, there's no, there's no regrets. We take, whenever we're traveling, we have no set destination. If, if we decide that, you know, we pass something that we want to stop and look at, you know, we stop if it, even if it sets us back two days. I mean, we, whenever we took off, you know, we, we took off from Colorado, headed out to California, you know, expecting us to take, expecting it to take us a day or two to get there. And we ended up on the road for four days. So, I mean, doing this, you, you definitely just have to go with the flow. If something throws, throws its way at you, you know, take it and run with it. You must have had some nights where, you know, money's been getting tight. Um, so how do you how do you overcome that? You know, have you ever been to the point where nothing left in the bank account? You know, your fuel's starting to run out. You're you're a bit away from making some money. Yeah, we've had those moments um, more often than I think we care to admit. But everything we do is on faith. It's knowing that everything's going to work out and that we're doing this for a reason and that this journey is where we are supposed to be in this moment. So we know it will work out, you know, whether that means I have to hustle up some nails or we have to you know, do a side job here or there. It's just, this is where we're supposed to be in this moment. And we try and constantly remind ourselves that this is right for us. And how often do you, you know, splurge out and treat yourself? Is it something you do quite a lot? You know, like hotels or like, you know, going out for fancy dinners, that kind of thing. Or is it something you guys sacrifice to to the journey? Um, we try to make it a point to eat out every now and then. We try not to make it a habit just because, you know, it is so expensive. Um, as far as the hotel rooms, you know, this was just kind of a last minute thing. You know, we'd been on the road for 2,500 miles and we really just needed to step outside of the car because we, we stopped yesterday at about 3 p.m. And, you know, we've been, we've been stopped for probably, you know, let's see at least probably 15 or 16 hours. So it was just, it was a break that we needed. And that's pretty much where we, you know, kind of what we come up with, with a hotel room. And obviously, you know, whenever we have the money to do it too, that, that plays a factor in it too, is whenever we have the spare, the spare money to splurge. You know, we spoke about the different reasons why user traveling you know, you just didn't want to be confined to one place. You just want to see as much of the world as you can. But what do you just want to gain from traveling? I think, well, for me, I think what I want to gain from traveling is to just find, probably find my inner peace and, you know, where, where, where and what where I belong in this in this country and you know what it has to offer you know because right now you know where where we were at it wasn't home and I think that's the end goal for everybody is to you know is to find out where you belong I agree with that um a lot of it for me is with my mental health is trying to help with my mental health issues to figure out where I belong and to figure out what my purpose is. 
think that's something a lot of people struggle with is what your purpose is and where you belong in life. Absolutely. And do you think once you start to to wind down the traveling, do you think you will go and settle in your home state or do you think you know you will look at moving? Settling down somewhere completely new. One one thing that we've definitely discussed uh, since we've left our home state, which is in Tennessee, is that Tennessee doesn't feel like home. That was that was a reason that we left. I mean, both of us were born and raised in Tennessee. We've lived there our entire lives, and it's it's definitely still not home. We don't see ourselves ever living there again. Now, where where our home is, we're not 100% sure. Um, so we're still kind of figuring that out on our travels. Uh, I like that. That's, you know, that's, um, you know, a lot of people would would just stay where they are and, and put up with it um, and never have the courage to then to take that step to find where they think they belong. Um, you know, you guys have decided otherwise, and you are making steps to to find that. And I, I really think that's that's great. Yeah, it's it's definitely it definitely takes a lot of courage to do it, and you know, and you know, like we like we said earlier, you know, it definitely just takes a leap of faith to do it. You know, you have to you have to take that plunge, and you know, you just have to have the faith to where, you know, it's. You're you're gonna you know you're not always gonna land on your feet, you know there's gonna be times you're gonna land on your ass, but you just have to be, you have to be willing to get back up and keep running after it. Oh, sorry, I had muted myself there and I didn't realise that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sitting asking a question. I'm going. I'm not responding. Um, <laughs> um, so, have any of you guys have any of you travelled outside of America? Um, when we got married, we went on a cruise to Mexico, and I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely looking forward to traveling outside of America once we finish with America. I think before we can travel outside of America, I think we have to, you know, we have to find our purpose and you know, and where we where we want to be. And granted, you know, our home may not be in America. You know, our home could be in Canada, it could be in Ireland. You know, you never really know where it's at, you know, until you experience it and just until where it feels, where it feels right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that I find fascinating about Americans in general is that you guys, you, you don't really tend to step outside of America. And I wonder if, again, that comes back to, you know, what I was saying earlier about America has pretty much everything within its states. You know, it has every type of weather, it has anything that you could ask for. Yeah, I think that plays a part in it. But I also think a lot of people are afraid to leave because, you know, the media does such a good job of making the world sound like a terrifying place, and it's really not. The world is beautiful, and it's just something that I think needs to be experienced. Yeah, absolutely. Because here, the American, just the, your average American people, all of their thoughts and their processes and their fears and even their hopes and dreams seems like it's all fallen upon whatever the media and whatever the government tells you to. And, you know, it, it used to it definitely used to not be that way, you know, especially, you know, with my my dads and my grandfathers and even their generation above. I mean, you, you, you used to have more of a, of an independent, you know, dream. And now I feel like your dream is whatever, you know, is whatever your government tells you to. And you just kind of, you have to get out of that way of thinking, of, you know, this is what we're supposed to do. To, and move from that mindset to this is what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a bit more difficult, especially everything that's going on with COVID. Um, but again, people will always find a way, and the, the people that want to really get out there and travel, they will. 
Um, it's just about people finding that motivation to get them over the line. Hi guys, thanks for listening to the Static Traveller. And now it's time for Ainsley's question. My daughter is absolutely fascinated with dogs. All right. And I told her about you guys. You've got your dog with you as well. You're traveling. Um, so she wants to know uh, what what it's like traveling with the dog. Uh, what your dog's called and what type of breed is he or she? All right. So her name is Ragamuffin. She goes by Rags. Um, we don't know her breed. She was a rescue dog. And traveling with a dog is definitely different than traveling alone because you have to be worried about when they're tired of being in the car, you have to worry about, you know, are they happy? Are they content? Um, You know, you can't just take off and leave for two days because you do have a dog. You have to keep that in mind. And it's definitely another experience to go along with it. You definitely have to take other things into consideration too. It's a lot of things that you could do with just me and my wife. You can't do because you have a dog. I mean, whenever we're, whenever we were in, you know, we went through, drove through Las Vegas and there's all these things that you can go out and do, but none of the places allow you to take it, let, let you take a pet in. And, you know, it was, whenever we drove through, it was 111 degrees in Las Vegas. So and you can't just, you know, obviously you can't leave your dog in, you know, in the car in that kind of temperature. So there's definitely pros and cons to traveling with a dog. But, you know, at the end of the day, they're family and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to take this journey without her. Brilliant. Um, she, she's just absolutely fascinated by dogs. She loves every kind of animal, but dogs is by far her favorite. Yeah, I mean, I and both of us, you know, we grew up with our, you know, I grew up on a farm. So, you know, I grew up with all kinds of different animals as well. And, you know, she grew up, she, they always had dogs, which, I mean, she's allergic to cats, so we can't really have a cat. But, I mean, both of us growing up, we've always, we've always had some, some sort of animal. So the next part of the, the podcast um, is a bit I like to call story time. All right, so again, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know what this is all about. Um, so what I want you to do is to take us all on a journey and tell us in detail about one place or adventure uh, that you want to share with us in as much detail as possible. So, you know, things to do there, things that you did there, you know, things that you were eating, um, you know, just somewhere you think everyone should visit at least once in their life. All right, uh, well... Probably one that we'll go with is a place that we spent a lot of time is one of my favorite places. And it's always been my favorite place is San Diego in California. There is an extreme amount of things to see. I mean, there's anything from, you know, obviously the ocean to they have a, I believe it's the USS Midway. It's a, it's a naval battleship that you can go on and tour and you, you know, you, you get to really walk where, walk where, you know, a lot of the soldiers have. And I believe the USS Midway, they were in, they were, they just missed world war two. So it was a world war two era battleship. And they have in, in California, there's this, there's so many different, so many different cuisines, you know, especially from where we were, you know, and obviously being right next to the the border with Mexico, there's a lot of the, you know, you get to experience a lot of, I guess, the, the, the Mexico, like their heritage without actually going. And I definitely think that San Diego weather is something to take a take in somewhere that's said to be so hot we never had a hot day um we actually stayed with family and they don't even have an air conditioner the weather's beautiful you know it stays around the 70s in fahrenheit um and then you've got the beaches which are beautiful the sand is so soft compared to other beaches that i've been to and it's just one of those journeys and one of those adventures where 
you know, we got to watch the sunset over the ocean and to see how vast the ocean is and know that it leads to other parts of the world. To watch the sunset and know that it's rising somewhere else is just stunning. There is, I mean, th- th- that's an extremely, you know, biased and very vague, you know, just kind of experience. I've I've done several trips out to San Diego, you know, with my uncle living there. And my grandfather was stationed in California when he was in the Navy. And you know, I just I got to see so many things that, you know, was a part of his day to day life whenever he was living, you know, on the ship and in port. And there's there's so many different nationalities that live there, you know, especially being so close to Los Angeles and Hollywood, you know, you, you, then you have that aspect jumbled into all of it as well, because in San Diego, you're less than, I think, two, you're about two hours from, from Los Angeles, so you have all of the Hollywood stuff thrown into it, you know, and especially it's a very rich area. You know, you go out there, you see, you know, stuff that, you know, we wouldn't ever see in Tennessee, you know, you're driving down the road and you see a Rolls Royce or, you know, it's very rare to see any car that's less than like 60 or $70,000 going down the road. And it's not just riches in monetary, it's rich in culture, it's rich in, um, you know, people and just the different lifestyle that they live compared to other parts of the country is definitely something to behold. And it's something that I think everybody should experience at least once is going out to California, San Diego, or San Francisco, and just seeing another way of life. It's definitely, definitely a different way of life than, you know, than definitely any of the places that, that that we've seen. You know, and granted, you know, we we're not in places for an extended period of time. You know, usually most places we're only in for a day or two. But I mean, we spent about a week in San Diego on this last trip. And I mean, we still didn't see probably half of the stuff that I've seen before. I mean, it just it's it's really an eye opener. So in, in San Diego, you know, what was it that made it so special to you you know why why did you stay there longer than anywhere else you know what what kind of stuff did you get up to when you were there well one of one of the big reasons we stayed longer was was for family but there was a lot of there was a lot of uh things that i take special special pride in you know it's my, you know, my dad and my my grandfather's was the retired Navy. My dad was in the Navy, and there's a lot of there's a lot of naval history there. And I mean, you could you could probably spend two or three days just in learning about the naval history, and then you know you can spend another several days just going to the different beaches that they have on our military history most of my family is military in one way or another so getting to experience and see some of the things that they've dealt with in our history um like in our blood history is really unique and then getting to see the battleships is amazing and again the beaches i love the beaches they're so soft and beautiful and it kind of just reminds you you know there is more to the world than just tennessee my sister, she's just given as well. She loves Kansas. She's been, I think she's been to Texas as well. Yeah, we'll hit Texas probably in the spring. She's a, I think she, she either, she's either been or wants to go to uh, Graceland. Yes, that's Memphis. That's right by us. Well, that's right by where home is. So that's where I think she's been there already. Um, she's a very big on Elvis. She's also, uh, I think she wants to go to, oh, I can't remember where it is. Is it, uh, where's it is Johnny Cash is from? Yes, my stepfather actually is the property manager from the Johnny Cash property. Oh, no way. Yep. <laughs> he manages the property. Oh, wait till I tell her this. I'll need, 
I need to tell her this. <laughs> Kelly, where are you? Where are you? So, CJ, that I'm speaking to right now, uh-huh. right? her stepdad uh-huh. is the manager of John O'Cashy's property in America. No way. No way. <laughs> no, I've been in the museum. Yeah, it's beautiful. My mom actually has one of the sewing machines from the property. Sorry, wait, I'll, I'll just put my sister on. I'll let you speak to her. Hi there, how you doing? Hi there. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> how you doing? All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. So where is, the, where is the house then? The house itself is in a place called, oh, I want to say Hendersonville, Tennessee. Right. And my dad has, my dad, uh, or my stepdad is the property manager. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and they actually, they actually gave my mom one of June Cash's sewing machines. Oh, really? Oh, God, she's got some, she's saying these, our mum got some of the stuff. I'll speak to you later about getting a wee bit discount, CJ. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just give me two seconds, sorry. Just two seconds. You're fine. Oh, he's a way to answer on our phone call, but I'll just speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so where are you? Where are you from then, CJ? We're originally from just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, brilliant. My husband and I went in 2015, and it was the best holiday I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's definitely one to experience at least once. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We we like blues. My husband's really into blues music, so we went um, to New Orleans, to Nashville, and then to Memphis, and it was the best holiday ever. Yeah, New Orleans and Nashville are two of my favourite places. Yeah, we're definitely going to go back, definitely. Right, here's James. Thanks for speaking to me. You take care. No problem. Thank you. That's all we have. We're travelling across in a caravanette. Oh, no way. Oh, right. Sorry about that. Right, so the next part of the podcast is normally we are a pit couples against each other all right so um right now we've got a leaderboard and i cannot remember how the leaderboard sits because i'm trying to get one made online but it's very difficult to find like a digital leaderboard i can't find one anywhere generally honestly i thought it'd be so simple like you just put in the scores and it would make it i thought there would be like an app or something for it and would you believe there's nothing for a leaderboard you would think they would have it. They have an app for everything. I know. So, um, right. So, who wants to who wants to answer the questions, and who wants to try and guess the others' answers? Um, I'll answer the questions, and I'll let Robbie try and guess what I come up with. <laughs> okay. Right. So, um, have you got something that we can maybe either like? Can Robbie go to another room, or can he cover his ears or something? Or... Yeah, he can leave. Give us just a second. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Robbie, get out. We're actually, we're actually kind of in the middle of packing some stuff up, too, so that works out. Yeah, that works out perfectly. So it should only be a couple of minutes, if that. He's got to find the keys first. <laughs> All right, and he's gone. Perfect. So I'm going to ask you... Oh, Maybe. <laughs> He got stuck in the doorway. Now he's gone. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions, all right? Um, and what we'll do is once we've went through them all, um, Robbie will come back in and he'll try and guess what you've answered, all right? So right now, the the, the top or leading couple, all right, is It's a Real Good Life. And they are sitting on 9 out of 10, I believe. Oh no, sorry, it's not a real good life. It's uh, don't forget to move. Uh, sorry if you're listening, guys. Um, <laughs> or not so bon voyage. They do another podcast. Um, so please don't hate me. I apologise. I got it wrong. Um, so it's don't forget to move. So it's Jules and Christine. Uh, and they are from America and Australia, respectively. So again, I would check out their podcast. It's, it's really good. It's uh, not so bon voyage. It's all about when. Or as they say, when shit goes wrong on the road. Um, so, right, first question. <laughs> um, 
when you're traveling, what's your travel essential? What must you have with you? Oh, um, I have to have my hairbrush. I have long curly hair and I have to have my hairbrush. Okay. And what is your hometown? Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is German food. German? Yep. We'll need to get you to try some Scottish black pudding and, and haggis and stuff, and hopefully we can change your mind. <laughs> One of these days. So the, the next question is normally, what's your favorite country? Um, my favorite country is Austria. Ah, right, okay, I wasn't expecting that. So your favorite country is Austria. Yep. So when you're traveling, all right, so it doesn't have to be when you're on the road. It could be when you're stopped and pitched up. How do you find is the best way to relax? Um, meditation. Okay. And what is your favourite song or artist? Oh, let's see. My favourite artist is Carrie Underwood. All right. Uh, your favourite drink? Sprite and vodka. <laughs> Okay. Um, your favourite movie? Fast and the Furious. I like it. <laughs> okay. And your favourite TV show or season? Uh, it's called White Collar. Okay. And last of all, can you speak any other languages? Uh, some German. A little bit German? Yep, just a little bit. Okay. So that's us. You can bring Robbie back in. Okay. Give me just one second. Way, he will be back in just a second. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm here. Okay, right, Robbie. So this is the the challenge for you. Okay. Uh, I've given CJ ten questions. All right. The the answers are all about her. Okay, and you've got to guess the correct answers. Now, top of the leaderboard is a couple called. Don't forget to move. All right. Uh, they got nine out of ten, so there's no pressure. Okay. Well, there's maybe a wee bit of pressure because you can only get one. <laughs> right. So the first question: When CJ is traveling, what is her travel essential? What must she have with her? <laughs> um. Hmm. Probably her hairbrush. So, what is CJ's hometown? Her hometown? Uh, her hometown's Nashville, Tennessee. 22, Robbie. What is CJ's favourite food? Um, her favourite food... Maybe... I'll probably end up missing this one. Um, kind of depend, depends on the day of the week with her. Probably New England clam what was that? New England what? Clam chowder. Mm, I, no, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't think it is, but I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna say that is not German. Oh no. German. <laughs> oh, German food. Oh. Yeah, like a big bratwurst or something. What is CJ's favorite country? Our favorite country is Austria. Okay, well done. So we're three out of four, so you're still in the hunt for that top spot. <laughs> All right. We've just got to make sure we get no more wrong. So when CJ's traveling, all right, how does she like to relax? What does she like to do to relax? Uh, she likes to meditate. Oh, five out of four, or four out of five, however you want to call it, four out of five. That's, that's much better. Still in the hunt. We're halfway there. What is CJ's favourite artist? Or who is CJ's favourite artist? Um, just artists, just in general. Yep. Um, she doesn't do... She doesn't have a lot of art. So, Carrie Underwood? Oh, well done. Well done. Still in the hunt. Now, what's CJ's favourite drink? Um, her favourite drink... Knowing her, she probably put Sprite and vodka. <laughs> Spot on. We're still in the hunt. Oh, you're coming for them. 
telling you, man, if you'd just got that German one, you could have been going for top spot. No, going right. for a tie. Um, three to go. Um, what is CJ's favourite movie? Uh, well, there probably there's a story behind it too. The Fast and the Furious. Oh, that's spot on. That, that was actually our first spot date. On. Oh, was it? Going to see Fast and Furious. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so what's CJ's favourite TV show or season? We're actually rewatching it right now, and it's White Collar. Oh, here we go. Last question for the tie for top couple. <laughs> Are you ready? I think so. Robbie, can CG speak any other languages? No, not fluently. She speaks German-ish. I'll give you that. I'll give you it. I'll give you that. Well done. So tie top spot. We don't forget to move. Yeah, yeah, because she she grew up around her opa. He's yeah. Yeah, he, he she grew up around her opal and he spoke German and I think she said that she kind of she's kind of declined on how how fluently she can speak it now. Brilliant. So that's you guys joint top. Awesome. Joint top of the Static Traveler podcast travel couple quiz. So well done, guys. So um, that is pretty much everything I have for you guys today. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast and speaking to myself and taking the time out of your day. I know it's very early where you guys are. Um, so, uh, you know, it's much appreciated that you've got up and, you know, you've made that time to speak to myself. So for anyone that wants to, to follow your journey, where can they find you guys? They can find us on YouTube at The Wandering Bears and Instagram as The Wandering J Bears. Perfect, and I will um, I'll put links to all your guys' content in the in the podcast description. So if you guys are looking to see the wandering bears and you know where they are in their travels, um, their stories are also really good. Uh, you know I watch them nearly every single day that you've got them up. Um, you know keep it up because I, I I love it. I think it's great, um, and I really hope that this gives you guys a bit more in terms of exposure um, out there. Because you know you guys are you are doing great, so all I can say is keep it up, and you know I will keep following, and we hopefully get you guys back on the podcast in the future. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, we'll definitely keep in touch. And I'm I'm sure uh, my sister will be trying to chin you for a a tour in Johnny Cash's house. Oh, I'm sure we can get that set up. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so listen, guys, everyone, uh, especially you guys, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Like I say, it's been a pleasure speaking to yourselves. Um, anyone that does want to, to find the Wandering Bears, let's say you can find them on Instagram. The link is in the description, as well as um, YouTube for the YouTube videos. If you want to have a look at the Static Traveler, again, we are on YouTube as the Static Traveler. We're also on everywhere you can find your podcasts Spotify, Apple, Breaker um, Anchor um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram so give us a like and give us a follow if you have any questions for any future travellers or um, you yourself want to participate in this Static Traveller drop me a message and we can, we can make that happen um, but listen guys thank you very much for joining me today it's been a pleasure speaking to yourselves Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And until the next time, everyone listening, you keep traveling and I'll stay static. Thank you. <laughs>